up, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of the It Doesn't Matter What Your Podcast Is Called podcast. BJ Cruz here with my tag team partner, the incomparable, the legendary, the best co-host and host in general in the wrestling world, Jeremy Loss. Jay, what's up, dude? Keep it coming. That was awesome. I love it. You know, that's what I'm here for, man. It's to put you over. <laughs> And then one day, super kick your ass through a, <laughs> through a barbershop window. Don't, please don't do it this weekend. It's my we, it's my birthday. So. It is for your birthday. Your gift will be not super kicking you. So I, I really hope that I really hope that for my birthday, I would get a Popeyes chicken sandwich. And oh, it didn't good happen. luck, sir. I oh man, I went over this entire time. I feel so bad. Look, man, it was. I I wouldn't feel too bad. There was there's a lot of people who were in your boat. I I was lucky enough to uh, to taste this wonderful addition to the food world uh, because my wife picked one up. It was like a lo- it was early in in the craze, so you know it was still gaining some some traction and some buzz. But uh, if you haven't tried it, for those of you who have tried it, hit hit me in the mentions on Twitter um, because it is it is very very much worth it i mean um, i have to I, I downloaded the popeyes app for oh, god's so, sake so, so, did like, I. Yeah. so i can make sure that i get one i just it needs to happen soon I'm, this brilliant I, marketing by them by the way they're i mean it. they're tr- they're treating it like a sneaker drop and it's fucking incredible i know which is right up my alley <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it's perfect for you of course we are brought to you by the blue wire network our home and the home of several fantastic podcasts in the sports world so if you like sports give us a give us the old listen and while you're at it don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you download your podcast and if you're one of our fantastic apple podcast users please 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 rate us five stars on apple podcast and leave a review yeah, and make sure you follow us on social as well. You can follow us on Twitter at Doesn't Matter Pod. That's Pod with a zero. We will be live tweeting uh, all out this weekend. Make sure you follow Ben at Cruise Control. That's Control with a K. You can follow me at Jeremy A. Loss. And also make sure that you follow us on Instagram. We are at Doesn't Matter Podcast. We are still inching toward that goal of releasing Ben's hostage photo. It's incredible, people. So if you follow us on social, we will be able to see that. Hopefully this weekend. Make that it, one of my birthday gifts. That'd be great. It's it's just as rare as a Popeye's <laughs> chicken sandwich. <laughs> uh, speaking of, you know, let's go from uh, talking about a legendary sandwich to our legendary guest. And for that, it is time for the main event. And for this week's main event, we'd like to welcome an absolute legend in the wrestling podcast world. He's a lawyer by day and massive wrestling fan by night. He's the co-host of ESPN's Cheap Heat. Alongside the mage one himself, Peter Rosenberg, please welcome Stat Guy Greg to the show. SGG, welcome to the It Doesn't Matter What Your Podcast Is Called podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Oh, man. And thank you for that uh, that intro. Full of lies, but I'll take it anyway. <laughs> here at the It Doesn't Matter What Your Podcast Is Called podcast, we put over everyone, you know? that's the we're, uh, it's, it's the power of positivity, like the New Day. So, <laughs> that's a good policy. That's yeah. a good policy. Um, I, I know you just got back from, from Spain. How, how was it? And while you're kind of giving us, you know, your feedback on that, I need to know, like, your top three tapas dishes, if you, if you have them. You know, I know that's kind of putting you on the spot, but, like, give me what you got. So Spain, it was my first time in Spain. I got to say, Spain was um, absolutely amazing. We went to Madrid, which everybody, you know, goes for Barcelona. I haven't been there. I hear it's like a different kind of vibe. But we went to Madrid. It was real 
laid back. It was hot, but not humid, which sort of made it actually um, pretty perfect. Um, they have these things called hamon sandwiches, which are like, you get it on a baguette. It's ham, and uh, they slice it real thin. They put it on a baguette, and you eat that, and I swear, like, it is the, it's the best thing you could ever have. Um, my girl's vegetarian. She got a cheese sandwich. I, I did sample the cheese as well, so I can tell you that it's equally uh, up there with the ham. Okay. And um, believe right. it or not, too, you know, a lot of fast food and me and my girl, we make it a policy to go to foreign McDonald's just because, um, <laughs> A, in my experience, the the quality of the meat is better. Like, the beef is just better. And they have, like, these different these different items. I know in Paris, they have a, a McCafe that has, um, it's like a full bakery. Right. Croissants, okay. macarons, whatever you want in there. Um, in Mexico, they have uh, a Snickers McFlurry. But they drizzle with a little bit of caramel. Oh. Um, we didn't, I don't think we went to McDonald's in Spain. Or if we did, it was it didn't blow my mind like the Paris or the Mexico one. But Taco Bell in, uh, in Madrid, four euros get you three beers and order a Nacho Supreme. So, I mean, listen, I recommend what? it. If you're, if you're down on cash and you find yourself in Madrid, for four euros, you can at least, you know, get your drink on that that's an incredible price you like that i know it they have is. a value menu and sh- and shit here but like that is that's a deal my yeah. god and oh my god speaking of drinks i can't i can't talk about spain without talking about uh chinto de verano i think is what it's called it's red wine with i believe sprite okay served served over ice okay i mean it's it's just i just Chef's kiss? That's me kiss. <laughs> that yes, yeah, just that's that's what's happening there. I know that sound might be throwing people off, but that's what it, it that was the drink that got us through Spain. Now, like I said, it is wine, so we also had water. You gotta stay hydrated, but of course. That that was the yeah, that was the drink. It's and I, I'm sort of mind blown that it hasn't made its way over here because like we think of sangria as that refreshing summer Spanish drink. Right. But in Spain in Spain, sangria is just no love for it. She really? told us the way to go. And I'm, yeah, I'm telling you, they were not. I did not see a lot of people drinking sangria, and the people who were, like, you could tell they were tourists. But um, <laughs> Tinto was everywhere. Sangria wasn't as prevalent. Tinto was everywhere. So you'd like, I'm telling you. Wow. Okay. Well, that that's the review that I need because like my wife has been bugging yeah. me to go. So. I, and she, I've been bugging her to listen to this podcast, actually. So this might be the first reason yes, for her to ever listen to this wrestling podcast. Um, yeah, listen, so I'm going to say something especially for your wife, too. If you guys make it to Spain and you go to Madrid, you definitely want to do a day trip in uh, Porto, Portugal, which is close by. It's a short flight. Uh, we went there and also phenomenal. It's, it's by the water. Um, good food, cheap food. I mean, seven euro. Me and my girl, my fiance, excuse me, we had a a feast of of breakfast pastries for like seven euro. It was it was amazing. Um, but yeah, Spain and Portugal. If you ever if you ever have somewhere to go, you're looking for somewhere on the map to stop by for a week. That's the place to go. Those are the places to go. Excuse me. That's that's the way you do it. Wow. 
for for those of you who are just expecting a classic wrestling podcast, we really we really amped it up here. And I think you're setting the bar here, Greg. <laughs> I'm gonna have to ask for everyone's travel slash food recommendations moving forward because I'm I'm yeah. starving now. Uh, so and the person the person to ask too, you gotta get you gotta buddy up to Zach Linda because uh, that dude travels everywhere. Okay, you know I did I didn't get to pick his brain too much for um, Madrid and Porto, but. Previously, you know, when I would go to anywhere, I know he hooked me up with some recommendations for for Paris and for Milan and um, even London. His Zix picks are the way to go. I've been trying <laughs> to get him to start like a podcast or like some type of social media for his travel tips and like where to eat, where to stay, where to drink, where to where to hang when you travel. Because I, I promise, like he has never led me wrong he's the one who told me about the hamon sandwiches so i i mean he's batting a thousand right now the travel picks man all right jeez i'm so hungry right now um (laughs) so for those for the uninformed this is your first episode this is actually not a foodie slash travel podcast this is a wrestling podcast and (laughs) um so greg the, the one the first question that we always ask our guest um is is the wrestling fan origin story because so jeremy and i we were children of the attitude era right that's that's where we grew up in and that's why we do what we do and talk about wrestling for hours on end so what is your wrestling fan origin story and how did you get to you know the place that you are now so you know basically you got like you said you guys came in during the attitude era a big boom period in the wrestling industry stone cold steve austin the rock uh triple h we're going through another big boom period i think mm-hmm. um with a i do i really do and i mean we could get to that later but I came in during the the other boom period, the 80s, that I think they call it the golden era, maybe. Um, You know, Macho Man Randy Savage, uh, Andre the Giant, Bobby the Brain Heenan, uh, the red and yellow dude who should not be named. Um, (laughs) Not talking about Iron Man, the other one. Yeah, Um, yeah. yeah, like, actually, you know, my earliest memory that I can pin down is watching WrestleMania 3 and that whole event. Like, I fell in love with that whole event. You know, Adrian Adonis getting his hair cut, mm-hmm. uh, the Hart Foundation and Danny Davis. Savage Steamboat was a little bit too high brow, but they had little things that I understood. You know, the bell to the throat to set up the match, Georgie Animal Steel and his obsession with Elizabeth. Um, and even the red and yellow dude again, slamming Andre the Giant. Like, those are things I remember. And, you know, my cousin had it on VHS, so I don't think I saw it live. But it's definitely something that I saw a lot growing up. You know, when we go over to his house and nothing was happening. If wrestling wasn't on the TV, we have WrestleMania 3. Yeah, like, we could put it on the TV, both tapes. That's crazy. You know, so yeah. that's how I got in. And I've just been locked in ever since. Were were your parents approving of of this fandom? Because I know you know both of mine and Jeremy's parents hated it, hated the fact that we watched this and thought it was a waste of time. Um, and little did they know, like thirty years later, we'd still be into it. You know, so well, how did your yeah. parents and your family feel about it? So I feel like my parents weren't that like they weren't disapproving. Okay, um, I, I know my dad was also a fan. Like my mom would tell me how he would go to the garden just by himself. Like, he wouldn't take us. He wouldn't... Well, I wasn't born, but he wouldn't take my siblings. He wouldn't take her. He would just go right. and watch <laughs> Bruno and um, Pedro and those guys. 
just tear it up at the garden. And he would tell me about like this old lady who would sit in the front and like try to stab people with her cane. Like she had a little thing on her cane. She tried to juke people with like, and you know, he was into Freddie Blassie. So he was cool with us being into wrestling. The only issue was us um, trying stuff at home. And this was before they would put on this (laughs) disclaimer of like, don't try this at home. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. So, uh, that was the only thing that people didn't approve of. But if, as long as we watched it and we stayed a comfortable distance away from the action, they were they were fine. Good. Yeah, um, that's good. I, I haven't heard a lot of supportive wrestling uh, parent fans. Uh, so that, that's that's freaking awesome. I don't know that they were necessarily supportive, but like... They didn't look down you know, on it or like right, tell they you didn't not look to down do it. On yeah, it. Yeah. And, and they understood that in a, in a sense it made their situation easier, right? Because... You know, I have five brothers and sisters, so if you can get <laughs> as many kids sitting down in one place, quiet, you know, I know a lot of parents who after a while would just want to take that break. That break right. You know? <laughs> exactly. No, I, I, I understand that now. Uh, being, being the parent of a seven-month-old, <laughs> right. I'm like, I try to get her to watch wrestling. Now, like her first day home was actually the Royal Rumble this year. So <laughs> I, I, was, I try to get her in early, as early as <laughs> nice. freaking possible. Um, so, you know, you and I are, are both in this wrestling podcast space, some big news actually that was announced this week, WWE announced that, you know, they're basically starting their own podcast network, which is, which is great news. Um, but you know, I I just want to know from your perspective, like what impact, if any, do you see it having on the rest of the wrestling podcast space? And I guess a follow-up to that would be, you know, if a WWE superstar, is going to get their own show. Like they're going to, they're going to hand the reins to one guy, not Roman Reigns, but they're going to hand the reins to, to a guy or girl. Right. Who's the superstar that you want to see host their own show? So, you know, when this was announced, I got into a bit of a Twitter debate with, I forget the person's name, but um, it was just about how this is not good or not needed, right? Because they felt like WWE couldn't be critical of wrestling mm-hmm. in a in a way that was um, in the way that other wrestling podcasts have been right sure yeah and yeah you gotta forgive the siren those sirens always play when I'm about to drop a hot take <laughs> I don't know if you catch no them. it's that's they good all, it's a, it did the sound drop job for me so go ahead <laughs> yeah, drop they it all, they always come around when I'm about to drop a hot <laughs> take but um, I think this is actually great and I think that people who do what I do or what you do they don't have to worry right because right a, if, if you have the type of podcast that relies on interviewing wrestlers about their career or whatever the case may be, you needed WWE to approve um, anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and if, if you're just starting out, they weren't going to approve it. And for the people who do get it approved, these are like high-profile, big-name people. You know what I mean? Right. Rosenberg. Not not me, but definitely Rosenberg. Right, right. Sam Roberts, um, Shoemaker over at The Ringer. Yep. Um, Brian Campbell over at CBS. Ariel Hawani. These are, like, they give them to the big names, and the big names are going to continue to get that access for, like, the long-form This Is My Story interviews. Right. But those, those are still only a handful of the things you could do with a wrestling podcast, like recap shows, uh, there's just one lane, you know, those long form interviews, is another lane criticizing WWE is another lane. And I think with WWE announcing their podcast network, 
and saying that they're going to let superstars take over and do what they want to do. I think they are opening up those superstars to a whole bunch of different lanes, right? And, mm-hmm. like, one of the first things, and, and that doesn't threaten what I do at all. It doesn't threaten what you do. And people who have wrestling podcasts shouldn't be threatened or feel threatened right. because there's things that they can do with those superstars that we just couldn't do and present them in a different way and circle it all back to the overall product. Like, you know, as soon as they announced it, I thought about Bray Wyatt, right? Oh, he has yeah. the Firefly Funhouse. He has the Fiend right now. We love those segments. But what about like a storytelling type of podcast, like uh, you know Wolverine's The Long Night or something like that? Right. That's script scripted, and it takes those characters, but it tells those stories in like audio form. I wouldn't be able to do that. You wouldn't be able to do right, that. Right. Exactly. But this is something that they could do. That is a podcast that would be entertaining. That doesn't threaten anybody. Like it only good can come of this. I like that. I like and, people. And, I think people were worried that you know they would start stepping on people's toes, like in the in the podcast space. But I think it's in this you know in 2019 with all this content, um, you know, there's there's just so much room for it. You know, and they're not, yeah. they're just an added thing that we can talk about <laughs> on a week to week basis. Like we and do that with like, Jericho like, and everyone else who has one right now. Exactly. And when you think about it, you know, up, up, down, down, it's just, it's just another way for the superstars to show their personality. Exactly. Do something different. It doesn't have to be what we do. And I'd, I'd be shocked if it ends up being what we do because there's really no need for more of that. <laughs> but. And certainly not from an official company, right? But um, let's see where it goes. At least, no, absolutely, and it's 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 great news for all of us who who just can't get enough of this WWE content. Um, but you know, speaking of the amount of content that's being produced, there's going to be more wrestling content. Uh, the Wednesday Night Wars are officially underway. NXT is being bumped up to an extra hour. AEW's weekly show is coming, and I think that brings the total amount of wrestling at, on, per week on a non-pay-per-view week to at least nine hours, if not 10, because I, I, I did read a rumor that SmackDown might add a third hour. God, that would be ridiculous. But my question for you is, how are you preparing on like consuming this wrestling content tsunami that's coming um, in October? Yeah, so AEW getting a month from me. They got one month. Okay, I like that. I think that's, I think that's fair. That's very fair, yeah. I read um, I read something a few years ago about the theory to why people can't stop binge watching, and it's because, according to this person, and I, you know, I found it to be true in my experience. If you watch four episodes of anything back to back to back to back, you can get hooked, and like you'll just end up giving it a full season. So now I know it'll be stretched out over the course of a week, but I feel like with four episodes being a good threshold, AEW can get a month to sort of bring me in and I'm not looking for it to be like be the elite on TV I don't think that's going to be something that hooks me but at the same time I'm going to give them a shot to see what it can become and you know same thing with NXT just by them going live it's going to change the nature of the show because I, I you have to know that when they tape the, the matches they use the rest of that time in between airing out those matches 
to fine tune it and you know fine tune the commentary to get mm-hmm. the backstage stuff right to make it nice and tight and it's the best show on television but to see how they bring that to two hours live is going to be interesting i think they have a good team behind them to do it but it's just going to be it's going to be interesting to see how they do it so you've got this four week you know time frame to give AEW their shot i mean with what they've produced so far with a couple pay-per-views like what are your thoughts on them right now so i think they have a talented roster i think they have a lot of hype behind them. I think that in some ways they deliver on the hype, but in other ways they show that they are absurdly out of their depth. You know what I mean? They, right. They've flown too far, too fast, too close to the sun, whatever you want to call it. But, um, you know, this is what they asked for. So I'm not, you're not going to catch me making any excuses for it, right? You know, when they... Absolutely. Yeah. When they started, when they started, the initial thing was, you know, they have a billionaire, they have a billionaire, they have a billionaire. WWE has a billionaire. They're on even ground. Then it was like, you know, we're selling out arenas. WWE selling out arenas. They they did this to themselves. So for me, it's a fair fight. Let me just put that out the way right now. Yep. It is a fair fight. I don't want to hear anything about. <laughs> Yeah, you know Vince McMahon is you doing this or doing that or sabotaging them or whatever the case may be. This is a fair fight he's supposed to. And actually, they took the first couple of shots. They got Dean Ambrose, poached him. Um, they got Chris Jericho. They have a fan base. They have a network. It, this is a fair fight. Let's, let's just get that out the way right now. They don't have the, the history and the experience, but they don't need it because we're talking about future, right? We're looking forward. They right. don't need the history to lock in new fans going forward. But um, they should be threatened and worried about NXT at the same time. I mean, NXT also has a talented roster. NXT has guys who could show up on Monday Night Raw at a moment's notice to make an impact. So if I'm AEW, I'm not worried, but you just have to know that there's no room for mistakes, that like you're not going to have as much, you know, how can I put this? They thought they were punching down, and then they found out that that person is not who they thought they were. And by that, I mean NXT. You know, mm-hmm. showing up on Wednesday nights, yep. thinking that the lane was clear for a network show, and then WWE had to step in and just let them know who that you're not dealing with little brother. You know what I mean? This, right. person, this is on equal footing with Raw and SmackDown now. No, absolutely. And something I like that you said there is, you know, it's a fair fight. And given that, you know, it is a fair fight now, do you think that, you know, with AEW's emergence and their announcement and everything else, that it's forced WWE's hand to improve their, their product? I mean, I know they, they don't, they try not to look at AEW as a competitor, right? Like, an AEW tries not to position, not to position themselves in that way. They, they want to be a quote unquote an alternate, right? An alternative, mm-hmm. I should say. Like, do you think the product has started to become better in WWE or is it, you know, is it, is, is this just Vince just being Vince and, you know, figuring out, figuring it out as he goes so I want to touch on something you said before I answer the question like you mentioned AEW 
said they want to be an alternative. Mm-hmm. And that's why I have to say, like, it's a fair fight. I have, right. to, I have to hammer that home, right? Yep. Because they said that it's an alternative, but then you're not an alternative if there's no other option. You know what I mean? If there's no counterweight, if there's no... So don't complain about NXT showing up on Wednesdays if you want to be the alternative. You need something yep. to be on that other side. Don't complain about Evolve having a show on the network if you want to be an alternative because you need something to be on the other side. Now, with NXT and Evolve, you know, I feel like these are moves that WWE is going to make anyway, but the presence of AEW made them move with a little bit of urgency because if you remember, NXT has already been on the USA Network uh, back in 2017, December. Um, Andrade was champion. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Adam Cole had just debuted. You know, I think he fought Aleister Black on that. So this is a move that they've been preparing for. Evolve. How many WWE surveys have we gotten saying, do you want to see um, independent wrestling content on the network? And they named promotions. You know what I mean? Evolve was a promotion that they named. So, and this was before AEW was a thought. They were like, okay, what do you feel about us doing this? Now, I think they thought they had more time than they did. And so now AEW is making them react with a certain sense of urgency. And they should take that as a compliment, but also, you know, do the same thing. Like when WWE makes a move, don't cry about it, but say, okay, how can we now not just counter that move, but build off of that move? Because NXT was always on Wednesdays, but at the same time, people always watched it at their leisure. So AEW taking Wednesdays, WWE could have cried about it, but WWE let AEW make NXT must-see alongside themselves. You know what I mean? Yep. Don't cry about it. Just compete. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Absolutely. Uh, it's it's going to be exciting for sure. And Wednesdays, I mean, it's going to be a tough ex- explanation to my wife why it I have is. to watch another. F- and, you know, I'm sure you're in the same boat like with your fiance. Like, I got to watch four hours of wrestling tonight <laughs> after, you know, yeah. five from the previous two. Um, so it's, that's the only downside of this. But the, the upside, I think, yeah. out- uh, obviously outweighs that conversation. <laughs> Um, I don't think I'm gonna be able to watch live, man. I already yeah. a little bit on cheap heat. Like we have, we have our reality TV show schedule that we're locked into. So I get Mondays and Tuesdays. I have custody of those days, but then, you know, Bravo Housewives on Wednesdays. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, and yeah, like, yeah. You got 90 Day Fiance. Yeah. You know, and all these different reality shows we got to catch up on. And then younger, like the scripted stuff. It, it's too much. There's gonna be too much wrestling. It's just. <laughs> Absurd. So they're gonna both catch me on the weekend. Yeah, no, no, (laughs) most fair way to do it. But Wednesdays, I can't do it. It's gonna be tough. It's it's definitely gonna be hump day for sure because after that, it's it's actually probably (laughs) smooth sailing Uh, until you know SmackDown moves to Friday. Then the conversation is gonna become even (laughs) even more difficult. But um. I, I, you know, you touched on this earlier about the uh, the man in the red and yellow who shall not be named. I'll, I'll name him because um, <laughs> because right. you have the distinct honor of actually being blocked by the immortal Hulk Hogan. Uh, bravo, by the way. That's incredible. Imagine that. I, Imagine <laughs> that, right? <laughs> amazing. Um, you know, and to get you know a little serious on this for, for, for a second, like, do you think his place 
in wrestling history is, is salvageable at all? Or did he do too much damage to his legacy after that tape was leaked? Because, I mean, even, you know, if you look at the Raw reunion, he was there, but it didn't feel the same, right? Like, it, it was Austin that seems to be that guy now that Hogan used to be that, you know, was looked at with such reverence. And, you know, obviously Hogan's back in the fold, but it just doesn't feel the same. It feels a little, like, dirty now that he's back, right? Yeah, it does. And, I mean, listen, his place, I could say, was salvageable. Um, but it's like, it gets more and more quiet for him as the days roll on of him not just pretending nothing happened, but him pretending he was the victim and all right. that happened. Like, oh, look what they did to me. And like, you did this, you did this to yourself, and you're too old to like try to have people responsibility for your actions you know what i mean like people make excuses for you that is it's just there's no reason for it um he's what in his 60s almost 70 mm-hmm. he was in his 50s almost 60 when he said those things um so it's just like at that point you're old enough to know better and if you don't the reason is willful ignorance like you have to assume right Yep, and then he does these interviews, and it's like, oh yeah, it is willful ignorance. Like he, he refuses to acknowledge his part in what happened because then he's like, oh, I didn't know I was being recorded. Right. Yeah. It was a big thing. Like, it doesn't matter if you were being recorded or not. Like, what? What is? Like, I don't understand how that was any type of a defense, and how it suddenly became about his privacy, and how he suddenly became a victim in a thing he caused because nobody told him to say anything. Nobody. Nobody asked him about this person. Nobody. He's the, he's the one who on the tape says, I am racist. That's why whenever anybody yeah. tries to bring it up to me and defend him, I'm telling him, like, the first person I heard call Hulk Hogan a racist was Hulk Hogan. Was himself, yeah. Nothing you can say about that. Nothing I can say about that. When a person speaks for themselves, you have to let them. And he did. And again, like he said, he didn't know he was being recorded. He's a performer. The story changes when he's on camera. So him saying that he's a racist when he doesn't know that he's being recorded is infinitely more valuable to me than him saying he's not when he's being recorded, especially when he goes on to prove that he's a racist with what he says, and he's having a hell of a lot of trouble proving that he's not. Right. It's just simple. Simple math. Simple math, um, and that's absolutely true. I'm, I, again, it's everything you said is spot on, and I, I, the most impressive. Like I've, I've loved your analysis on this, just on Twitter in general, and just kind of like looking at it. And it, you, you, you talk about the facts, and the facts are out there, and it's, it's crazy that there's still like Hogan defenders out there. Well, I guess it's not that crazy given everything else that's going on in the world. But um, I, I do did appreciate. You see the, did you see the article yesterday that somebody like wrote and uh, some wrestling site shared? No, what, it was what like happened? The head, the headline was, and I didn't, I didn't even attempt to read or click the article, but I saw the headline, and I saw the link, and then you know people clicked the link minutes after it was up and was like, yeah, it's already been taken down. But the headline was like, "N-word controversy be damned, Hulkamania is stronger than ever." <laughs> that was the headline. Okay, okay. Jesus, <laughs> is that is that what you think? Ah, oh, man. That that is, that is rough. Uh, I'm, yeah. 
Jesus Christ. Um, well, so that's the other side of it too, right? People just don't care. No, it's, they don't. Yeah, they care more than it's impacting their memories and like they have to think about certain things and that it's getting in the way of their entertainment because people do want to see Hogan more, so they don't care. It's, the long that's, and short of it. That's that's unreal. And uh, you know, I've, I've I want to be considerate of your time, uh, so I'll, I'll leave you on this last question that I have for you. Um, is so you're a lawyer, and you know we're mere civilians. We're we're trying to figure out all this stuff. So, in your expert opinion, are both of Roman Reigns' near death experiences those should be considered attempted murder, right? And this should be a more serious thing than it actually is, uh, because he almost got run Absolutely. over by a car. It's, call the police, get a lawyer. I don't, I don't know. He just seems to be kind of chill about it. Listen, there there seems to be a lack of evidence on the the scaffolding or whatever, right? Sure, like, yeah. Buddy Murphy says he pushed the saw that or he saw Rowan push it, but then they're not sure what happened. Workplace accident. Okay, he wasn't injured. Things happen. Okay. That car, though, <laughs> somebody's foot is on the gas. Full speed, and the camera was uh, facing outward too. So. <laughs> Right, they and they, they they are proud of what they did. Exactly. They they took the video, stepped on the gas, attempted to to murder this man, take him away from his his family, the WWE, but almost as importantly the WWE universe. You know, months after we just got him back, that's attempted murder right there. They they were so brazen as to send the video to production anonymously because you have to think you have to think that if they know who has the video, who sent the video, that they would be uh, cooperating with law enforcement. So, you know, they right. sent the video to production anonymously. But uh, the facts remain. That didn't happen in the ring. That didn't happen in anybody's office. That happened when the man was just trying to go. I don't know. Was he trying to get a latte? I don't know where he was trying to go, but he was off the, he was off the clock. He was a little late for work. He was a little late for work though, so I think he Oh he was late he, he was, was late coming in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So maybe it was Vince. I don't maybe know. Maybe it was how, Vince. How often, yeah. How often is Roman late to work? How do how does Vince feel about that? I don't know. That that would be but incredible if that was attempted murder. Yeah, it's thank you for answering that. People are just I think they've been too casual about it and he's Roman himself has been super <laughs> casual. He's like, Yeah, I'll I let agree. Daniel Bryan figure this out. I'm like, uh because all right, you dude. know what too though, like I get it. You don't want to spend all the court fees and then pay investigators and then do subpoenas That's and fair. this and that and yeah, deposition. Let, yeah, let Brian pay for all that. And he, uh, he, <laughs> right. he might need right. his money back because whoever they found was the it was whoever they found was not. Yeah, that is not the perpetrator. I'm just going to put that out there now. Call it a hot take or whatever you want. That guy did not do it, and uh, I think he yeah, was coerced he, into a confession. So. We should probably look into that. Uh, Greg, thank you so much, <laughs> yeah, man, for, for coming on. Everyone, please follow the legend himself, Stack Guy Greg, on Twitter at Stack Guy Greg, and listen to him and Peter Rosenberg on ESPN's Cheap Heat. Greg, thank you so much, man. This was great. Wrestling talk, the the suggestions in Spain. I'm, I'm taking this. I'm taking all of this back to uh, the friends and family. This this was amazing. No, yeah, you have you gotta go, man. You got to. And, but yeah, thanks for having me too. I appreciate the invite. I, I know we tried to do this earlier, but um, I was taking that trip to Spain, so I put a little. <laughs> it was a good. It was a good reason. Bit of podcast, a yeah. Should I? Just, I know. I know you were weighing whether you should delay the trip for to do the podcast, but you know, I. I uh, should have. Yeah. I should have. <laughs> yeah. I should have. You know, but we're we're still friends. It's fine. Um, Greg, yeah, yeah, yeah. Greg, thank you thank so you much, for man. Me, by the way, yes. Yeah, 
Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. All right, everyone. That is Stat Guy Greg. It is now time to pay some bills. So let's take a break and talk about our friends over at MyBookie. It's a brand new football season, people. Antonio Brown is on the Raiders. He was practicing as of today. So he may play. He may play. Le'Veon Bell is with the Jets, another former Steeler. Odell Beckham is in Cleveland. The one thing that hasn't changed, though, where I'm putting all of my money down on all the games, my bookie is the place to bet on football every weekend. Our Blue Wire podcasters are using myboogie.com slash bluewire to sign up this year. MyBookie has better bonuses and more prop bets than any other sports book, period. This year, they're hosting the first online handicapping super contest. First place is a guarantee is guaranteed to win at least $100,000 and it only costs $100 to enter. Oh my goodness gracious, that's tempting. All you got to do is pick 5 NFL games against the spread every week to climb the leaderboard and score your share of the huge cash cash prize pool. My bookie has live in-game betting on every NFL game. They've got the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Wow, that seems like it's a stressful situation (laughs) during a game. Visit MyBookie online today. That's MyBookie. And don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE when when creating your account to claim the the bonus. Bet, win, get paid. I'm going to be doing it this year. My wife doesn't know it yet, but I'm going to be doing it this year. So join us at MyBookie. And use that promo code BLUEWIRE. Oh, it's, uh, it is betting season. I just <laughs> had my first fantasy draft, my only fantasy draft, thank God, on Monday or yesterday. And I was, I was so over it by like round four. And it was, so, an, it was an auction draft too. I was just oh so, my goodness. so done. Auction drafts are terrible. I have actually sat out of fantasy for the past two seasons and it's been refreshing. Oh, you I like debated bastard. on like, I, I asked around to see if I can get into some leagues this year. And now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, I'm, I'm glad I'm just gonna be like sitting on the sidelines again. Cause like, I'll go have like a beer with a friend during Sunday and, and they're like stressing about their fantasy. Yeah, fo- no, and I'm like, it, no, I'm just going to sit here and chill and watch the game. It, it, at this point, it's like having a severe drug problem where, you know, it's terrible <laughs> for you, but you just like, you want to be involved, you know? Yeah. So it's, uh, I literally like. Luckily, we had keepers, so that took away some of my Ooh. work. But um, it's uh, it was good. This football season is going to be it's going to be interesting. We'll we'll see how it goes. Yeah. So let's let's jump into some news and notes. First of all, though, I, I do want to react to the interview. As you guys heard, I wasn't on the call. Unfortunately, I had some things to take care of, so I wasn't able to actually join the interview with with Stat Guy Greg, and really wish I would have. Uh, I I mean, his conversations about Spain and all the food recommendations made me super hungry. Oh my god, I, tremendous! I, I'm, tremendous! It was it was tough, like listening to that on the train because all I can think about was just like food, and I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> um, I thought his in, his his idea for a Bray Wyatt story podcast was was brilliant. Uh, I I've listened to Wolverine: The Long Night, and it is incredible. And I think that would be an interesting way to kind of continue to tell the Bray Wyatt story in a unique. Uh, fashion that no no other um, talent could do, um, and I also thought like his whole his 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 talk about AEW and not having an excuse anymore. Um, I thought that was really smart, and um, I, I thought he had really good insight on 
on how this battle for Wednesday night is really going to shape up uh, and his idea of giving AEW four weeks to really impress him. Uh, again, really smart, really great insight. And we, we do look forward to having Stack Guy Greg on the show in the future. Um, it was excellent to have him on. Oh, for sure. And it was just, it was refreshing to have like a rational wrestling conversation with someone. I think that was it. And, you know, to echo something that you said, um, the four week period with AEW, I think is more than fair. It's like, it's like dating someone new, right? That's, yeah. that's a good amount of time to figure out, is this person good for me? <laughs> so in this case, <laughs> is AEW good for, you know, the wrestling consumption um, bandwidth that you have? So is it, uh, is it good enough to put my marriage at risk? So I'm watching nine hours of wrestling each week. <laughs> sure. This, <laughs> this analogy took a very strange turn. <laughs> I uh, mean, if I'm watching nine hours of wrestling, my wife's going to get upset. So right, you're putting your marriage at risk at regardless. So um, <laughs> it's, yeah, but it's it, Greg, stack guy. Greg was fantastic. SG, the legendary SGG. We, apparently we only have guests on who have like, three three initial letters that should be <laughs> three our letter gimmick. initials that, yeah. that should be the gimmick if well, you come on you have to have three letters in your name yeah we got to get one for larson larson breaks that up immediately what's but, his middle name though like if he oh, if we use well, his middle name we'll start calling him like something 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 that's true maybe that oh, was like this, this could be a good gimmick I, I, that's what i'm we're, saying we're, we're gonna go down this road so beware all guests all guests future guests of the it doesn't matter what your podcast is called podcast come with three letters or don't come at all <laughs> so, <laughs> Here we go, and it is. Uh, it's so something I wanted to look at was our, our King of the Ring brackets. How how's uh, yours is just deceased? I mean, we're not talking about mine anymore. Yours, your winner eliminated in the first round again. Shenanigans. So not he's completely your fault. Yeah, he is coming back. He okay. He cost Elias the twenty four seven belt tonight. He's coming back. That's true. Like he's we, we we figured that at some point. Ko will be back, and he still might be. The winner. I st- I'm still feeling good about mine. You know, this this next matchup, in the, oh, I think it's like the quarterfinals. Is you it? had Joe winning it, right? I do have Joe winning. Oh no, it, he's 100 losing to Ricochet. That's that's yeah. I uh, <laughs> I know it was it was a rough pick from the beginning. I just wanted to be different than yours. But um, overall, so far, King of the Ring has been pretty solid. Aside from the uh, Sh- Shelton uh, Chad Gable match tonight, that was a little a little flat. But everything else has been has been really solid. Uh, Buddy Murphy Ali tonight. Woo. Ooh. Okay, come on. Buddy Murphy is just on a hot streak right now. Like, just he's just rolling sevens. He's just yeah, fire he's... every time. I actually reached out to a good friend of the pod, Jonathan Snowden, on Twitter today because he, he is a, he's a big Buddy Murphy fan as well. And I asked him, like, where, where does he rank in your, in your rankings of in-ring workers in the company? I was like, top two? He's like, he would put... So he's a big Brock Lesnar fan. So he said Daniel Bryan and Brock Lesnar are one and two, and oh, then like sweet. Buddy is like right there, um, yeah. right right there behind them in, in a in a pretty solid group. But like I personally would put Buddy up there with with Daniel Bryan and, and AJ Styles as like the the best in ring workers in the company. I mean he's just he's on another level right now. I think they are giving him a push despite the fact that he lost tonight. I think this is. I don't think that's a bad thing. I think he can continue to develop and continue to, to be over with the crowd, even with not winning King of the Ring. He can get pushed into some other feud and, and really elevate his uh, his work some more. Well, I do think he's going to be somewhat involved in however this Reigns, Brian, Rowan situation shakes out. Like, yeah. He's... He was kind of the linchpin in that whole thing that's kind of made this what it is now. So I think, you know, him losing the King of the Ring, he did he as crazy as this sounds, he doesn't need it right now, right? No. <laughs> and as you know, again, King of the Ring is supposed to is supposed to create stars. 
and that kind of fits that mold of you know it should be Buddy Murphy in theory, like on paper. But he's already he's already shown that he he can be a top star, and he's involved in the top storyline on SmackDown already. So he doesn't need it right now. But again, him and Ali put on a fantastic show tonight. That that spot that ropes DDT, yeah. Ali crushing his head was bananas. It was nuts. It was it was beautiful to watch, um, and it was it was again like. All of the first round matchups for uh, the King of the Ring have been spectacular so far, in my opinion. But this one stood out as just maybe it's re- a re- you know, little bit of recency bias, but it was it was very very good. Yeah, I would say about like 80 percent of the matches have been really really good. Even like Ricochet and Drew last night. I mean, big ups to Drew McIntyre. I even said this on I, I said this on Twitter earlier today. Like he has been able to get the most out of smaller um, competitors than anybody like he he really knows what it takes to get a smaller guy over considering he's a monster like he's a giant guy yep but like he made cedric alexander look like a million bucks and he made ricochet look like a million bucks last night so like he just really understands the process and understands that if he wants the match to go over he needs to sell and make them look good um i think i think if you if Kevin Owens does not come back, I think it is lining up perfect for, for Ricochet to win. And like you said, like you can use King of the Ring to make a star, and I think this could be a chance for them to really push Ricochet even more if they make him King Ricochet. Um, It'll be interesting because you know I've, I was looking back at you know previous King of the Ring winners, and the last couple ones weren't great. Right, the, the, like the the you know the newer iteration, but kind of going back to around the you know the Austin three sixteen era, uh, you know when he he you know he birthed that saying, if you will. It seems that heels tend to win, right? That's just kind of the feeling that I got. Obviously, there's some faces have won, but you know Austin Triple H Booker, I believe when he won it was a heel, right? That's when he yeah. started the the King Booker. Uh, persona so that's why that's honestly why i put joe in. obviously i want to be different than yours but that's why joe stuck out to me if I it's think, gonna be healed is it i mean is that gonna be corbin then because he's already kind of like well they're on the same side of the bracket and i think joe needs it more than corbin right yeah joe but like if we're if we're kind of thinking it like vince like it, he would probably put it on corbin first well, sure. If we were booking this like Vince, I mean, we'd have King TGI Fridays hostess as like. Hey, hey, he has upgraded his look. Have you seen his shoes? He's wearing like cool van slip-ons now. Pops oh, so off. he's like he's he like an Applebee's the... hostess. Yeah, well, hostess, hostess. Yeah, hostess. Uh, you see, he like pops off the long sleeve now. He's wrestling a little bro tank. Oh uh, god, a lot yeah, Shawn Michaels in <laughs> the mid two thousands. So uh, Baron's figuring it out. He's figuring out the look. No, I mean. <laughs> I guess, uh, I guess. Uh, I mean, if they put it on him, I I get where they're coming. Like, if they put it on Corbin, I get where they're coming from. I just don't want it. Oh I no, would... I don't think anyone wants it. But I think Baron has built up the credibility now. Where if it was him, you couldn't be that mad. You I, know what I'm saying? You couldn't be, but like King you Corbin, would you would be. But King Corbin couldn't. every night for however long he they let that go will be fucking awful. Like just, It'd be rough. I'd rather see King Joe. All right. Another thing I wouldn't, I, I can't stand and I really don't understand what is going on is like apparently Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode are the number one contenders for the Raw tag team titles now. <laughs> what a tag team turmoil match. 
I, 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 I would love to see, by the way, the Street Profits just explaining rules to me. Like, I, I would watch an entire show of that. Like, they explained the tag team turmoil match with obviously, like, the PowerPoint presentation where, you know, the rules came down. But they did it really well. So, uh, first of all, WWE Network, where are you at? Just have them explain it. You know, it's just kind of like just a be beginner's series, course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah. wrestling one or WWE 101. Street Profits. Uh, but, yeah, the tag team turtle match was exciting up front. I don't know if I'm, like – so to answer one question, the, this team doesn't make any sense. It right? doesn't. But I believe it was it was, it was was CVV. It was Chris Van Vliet who mentioned this when he was on the show where it's like this is the problem with WWE's tag team division in general is that it's, it's not tag teams, right? It's two dudes who they throw together. Even the current yeah. Raw tag team champions, that's not a tag team. They're, no, it's like literally dudes. like – the two teams that are going to be wrestling for the tag titles in three weeks at Clash of Champions are weren't tag teams two weeks ago. Right, exactly. And, and it's, like, like it's it's fine to have this in one-off situations. I think when it's like the awkward pair, right? The, you know, the Rock and Austin, or Rock, or sorry, or Stone Rock Cold. And Sock. Yeah, Rock and Sock Connection, or Stone Cold and Shawn Michaels. Like when they would win it against you know the Hart Foundation or you know Legion of Doom, whoever they were fighting back in the day. That that well, that made for exciting times because it was it was one-offs, and you're like you, it was completely unexpected. Now it's just these the smorgasbord of tag teams where it's it's completely relegating the tag this is why the tag team division is isn't taken as seriously in wwe no. right it's just like the oc you know like I, i'm fine with rollins and and stroman winning it because it does create this bigger story for them at, at clash of champions right where it's like they're gonna be working twice and they, they'll probably lose the tag titles um but it's it's it was just weird that they would have another you know random thrown together team to take them on um, and that being said, I, I like I like Ziggler and Rude separately. I know you feel differently, but yeah. I think se- you know separately they're fine. And but like this, I don't. Is this going to do a lot for either of them? I think it would done. You know, heavy machinery in this spot would have made more sense. Hell, even an OC rematch. You know, even just like back the, the Viking War Raiders from NXT, like. Those guys yeah, give them something. Jesus, I mean, they had the hot start and then they've kind of disappeared. Like in in this match, like they got just they got eliminated through double disqualification. It's like <laughs> so stupid. It's like come on, like this is gonna end. Like these these two teams feuding is gonna end a clash of champions. And then where do we go from there? Like it's literally like they're not even thinking thirty days in advance. They're like thinking like week by week here and it just shows by the fact that they are putting these two teams in a title match. Uh I really, really really would have like hoped that they brought a, a legitimate tag team into the fold, but it, it it is what it is. I mean this is a continuing trend when it comes to WWE in the tag team division. So uh it's unfortunate. What isn't unfortunate is our boy is now again the twenty four seven title holder and he gets to finally Drake Maverick finally gets to have sex with his wife. There we go. Clap it up. Clap it up for our guy. You know, every married man deserves to consummate their marriage. And the fact that Drake Maverick hasn't been able to, you just feel for the guy, right? He tells a very compelling story. I mean, he may need to, like, after all this time, he may need to consult Romans. Yeah, right. Um, to, to really un- they're, to they're not a, they're not a sponsor this week, but you should consult Roman if you're <laughs> you're having some difficulties. Uh, you can listen to a previous episode to figure out what we're not talking about. Roman Reigns. <laughs> it's a uh, it's it's another 
uh, it's something else that would help you. It's um, all about like just making sure that your gimmick is ready to go at, at the oh, time of go. need. Ooh, very nice, very and very so, nice wrestling tie-in. I like it. I mean, big. I, I, we're we're all really happy for Drake. We hope that it the sex goes great for him. Uh, so, and, not to not to put a damper on this party <laughs> or you thinking about another man consummating his marriage, but um, how do I put this? Is the law of diminishing returns starting to kick in with the with the twenty four seven title? Like I still like it, man. You I just don't, took, I don't, you just took I don't, a fun conversation about a guy consummating his marriage and then just took it to another level. Well, I, I, I'm just having a conversation. You can I know, tell I me. Mean, you, I mean, you can tell me I'm crazy. I mean, you can tell me. I, just I get what you're one. saying. I totally like, get what you're saying. Like, and I, are I think we, you're right. Are we there yet? I, I no, don't we're know. getting there. We're getting there. It, we we are, are right. And yeah, so yeah, we're on the we're on that path. My question is, how do you? pivot on this and spice it up so that it's refreshed because i feel like mostly everything's been done at this point right like the undercover stuff the unexpected the 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 porn set uh at the doctors um like a lot's been done so do you is there can you put a hiatus where it's like the 24 7 champion will remain 24 7 champion for you know like it's not 24 7 anymore until x date you know to keep drake like let's say it's Drake Maverick for for you know the purpose of this conversation, you know keep that would keep him champion and keep him you know bragging about that shit until um, I don't know you know October. Like what 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 do we do to refresh in the twenty four seven title? I I don't have an I, answer. I'm just posing that as a question. I, I don't either, but I think. That- I mean, a couple ideas. You, you you need to start having like actual matches for it instead of just having That's like fair. random yep. random run-ins. Like you need to start having like r- real matches in a ring um, to really kind of add some validity to it. Um, and I, I think if you really want to get weird with it, you do a battle royale, and every time somebody gets thrown over the over the top rope, if it's the title holder, like that's a new guy. And then if another guy gets if that guy gets thrown over, the, the guy that threw him over is a new guy. Like you can have like seven or eight title changes in one match and then you'll have a, a, a winner at the very end you can do certain things like you could put the belt uh, on a ladder or something and have a ladder match for it I, I don't know like it is getting to that point where we're running out of ideas and we're going to start seeing the same thing over and over again um I, I think you, you need to start the first thing is you need to start having some legitimate matches for the belt rather than just having random shit that no that's fair i i, I also wonder you know, when it was first introduced, Foley was saying that you know it could be defended anytime on any show. I have it hasn't been on NXT yet, and with that moving to Wednesday, you know that's another opportunity for they could maybe do some stuff down there. But yeah, they, they've got to they've got to do something. Like I, I I'm still in the camp that I like it. I think it's funny. You know, breaks up the action. Um, it's just I think it's gonna be harder to pull off. Also, once SmackDown moves to Fridays. There's gonna be like a, a more of a gap in between Raw and SmackDown, so um, you know whether they maybe is twenty is a twenty four seven title like a digital thing only where it's like just on WWE's Twitter or uh, on that's or actually on not a bad idea. That is not a bad idea at all. I yeah. So you know we're just spitballing. We 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 love to have fun on the show. I just want to know pract you know from a practicality standpoint, like we need to, before it gets weird and stale. Let's let's start. Let's, let's look ahead a little bit. Let's look yeah, down we need the road. To, we need to plan this out a little bit better than the way that WWE has been planning out this Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan situation. Oh God! Because another like, another Roman. I mean, <laughs> very different they, though. 
they revealed tonight that like Eric Rowan really did push down the stuff uh, behind uh, in backstage onto onto Roman the first. The first attack? I can't even remember anymore. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the thing that holds the the first attempted murder, basically. Yeah, yeah. And Stack Guy Greg does agree with us that it is attempted murder. And well, yeah, he, does and he is a lawyer, so he knows yeah. what the hell he's talking about. Someone's going to jail. Someone. <laughs> Rowan should Ro, Rowan should have been arrested. Dan O'Brien should have done a citizen's arrest instead right? of slapping him like <laughs> like a uh, weird older a, brother. Yeah. Okay. Can we? He slapped the shit out of him. He did. He he got he got a he got a good uh, good lick in on him. Yeah. So like. Rowan really did do this, and now Daniel Bryan is trying to say like he wasn't a part of it, and it, it's it is a giant clusterfuck. I don't know what is going on with this. I don't know why it's still a thing. It's it's to me, it's beyond stale. It was stale at SummerSlam, uh, they, right? They should have had the match at SummerSlam. Yeah, like this. I don't understand why this is dragging on so much. I feel like whoever is writing it thinks this is a good idea. And then like, it's just not, it's not a good idea at all. It's wasting two really, really good talents. Severely. And it's, it, uh, it, it it's just brutal to watch. Like I, I, the best thing that Dan O'Brien's done in the past couple of weeks was uh, him and Kofi at the house show over the weekend, just dropping GTSs on each other. Did you see that clip? Yeah. <laughs> Where the, the crowd was cheering CM crowd was chanting cm punk so they they you know they gave him that little nugget okay sorry to interrupt another thing stop chanting stop chanting cm punk it's please. lame just we it's, get it. it's done yeah like let's let's move on people it's yeah that yes i i agree <laughs> i'm not gonna go into my whole greater than thou as a wrestling fan but please stop chanting for cm punk like he doesn't, he's, he doesn't he doesn't want to come back he abandoned us let's keep him moving uh Speaking right, let's of keep, keep it moving. Yes, let's keep it moving. We got a big show this weekend. A huge show. It is all out weekend. Oh, yes. So we got a little bit, we got some predictions. We're going to, unlike SummerSlam, I know this is a big show, but we, we decide we're not going to do an extra show to, this week. We're just going to run through these, give them pretty rapid fire predictions, and then we'll we'll react to it on, my, uh, on Tuesday uh, with a pretty in-depth uh, look back at the show. But we didn't really want to spend a whole show on, on going through predictions. So... We have the card pulled up. It's it's a sizable card. It's going to be an interesting night. Great card. We'll we'll go from top to bottom. So we'll start at the main event. We'll work our way back down to the pre-show. Um, so we do have the main event on the card is Chris Jericho versus Hangman Page for the inaugural AEW World Championship. Great belt. Beautiful belt. Beautiful belt. I mean, they they did the right thing in in, in going the route that they did. I think it's 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 gaudy. It's it looks heavy. It just looks like a championship. And it belt. looks it looks old school. It's like yeah. it's you know you can't really. It looks like real gold. You can't really make out like what the designs are. I like it. I like it. I like it a, a whole lot. Um, I I've got Hangman in this one um, because I don't think AEW can come out the gates and you know talk about how like they're they're giving us all this new stuff, everything new in wrestling, everything we've been missing in wrestling. And then put the title immediately on forty-eight-year-old Chris Jericho, right? And like, no disrespect to Chris Jericho, one of the all-time greats, one of the best ever, and at some point probably will be AEW champion just because he's one of their biggest stars. I just think if you're if you're gonna you know at your, one of your bigger pay-per-views at All Out, and you need you know a new face heading into the TV tapings as champion. So I, I'm going Hangman. So I actually have Jericho in this. I, oh, I, here we go. I like. I've been on the opposite sides. I like. This. I mean, I've been riding on the Hangman page 
a train for a, a long time. But the more I thought about it, it makes sense to put the belt on Jericho so that when you go to TNT, you have a, a, a notable name and somebody that a casual uh, fan can notice as your champion. And then you can do a title switch to Hangman on the first or second show on TNT. You can have that change to the, to the young guard on, on your national show in front of an audience that may not know what your product is. I could see that. It's just like the audience that they're going to get for All Out are going to be like the diehard wrestling exactly. fans, right? Yeah. So I think you'd almost want it the opposite way, right? Like in terms of the reaction, because you'd want that reaction it, from the people there and wrestling Twitter on Saturday to you know pop big for Hangman because that's you know he's risen through the Indies and everything else. I think and then on the TV, pop. then you go Jericho. I think people will pop for Jericho to win a title. No, oh, I think no people will. absolutely. I, I just think like people will pop more for for Paige. I just think you need that photo on your. I mean, granted, they've already sold out all their shows <laughs> right. for the first like four weeks. They are crazy. But, like at least when it comes to the television audience, you need that visual of Chris Jericho holding up the title, so that when somebody is flipping through the channels or or gets a, a see something on Twitter or wherever. And they they may not like really understand AEW, but they know Chris Jericho, and they're like, "Oh, Chris Jericho's the champion. I may want to check that out." And then you can do a rematch on the first or second show, have Hangman win, and then that's when people are like, "Oh, who's this Hangman guy?" I just feel like it makes more sense to have you start off with a notable name as their champion. No, I, I see your point. I, that's I, why I, I think yeah, like yeah. that's why I think Orton will be the champion, uh, the the WWE World Heavy, World Heavyweight Champion come october when smackdown moves us to fox because he's a more notable mainstream um character so i I just that's why i'm thinking jericho i think it just makes more sense um so we had the co-main event which was supposed to be kenny omega versus john moxley we are getting kenny omega versus Pac, which is great flames that is a great backup like if you had to call you know a great replacement for Moxley, and I don't want to say backup because I don't want to disrespect Pac like that. But I guess in terms of finding a replacement for Moxley on such short notice, this was as good as it was gonna get. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And like Kenny Omega dropped a fucking pipe bomb on Moxley. Oh, uh, phenomenal! Being, yeah, phenomenal. I mean, that was probably one of the best Kenny Omega promos I've ever seen. So to me, this screams Kenny Omega's going over. They're gonna continue to ride that momentum yep. to do Kenny Omega versus John Moxley probably. I mean, if they want to, put it on the first show on TNT. It looks Make like that. Yeah, Mox said he's aiming to be back by the first taping, which is the beginning of October. I don't know what the recovery time is for the elbow surgery that he is slated for, um, but I mean, that would be. I, I think they were going to have Mox on that first show anyway, <laughs> um, and this just gives. I guess the blessing in disguise here is that there's no doubt now that that first show is going to be some sort of Moxley uh, Omega interaction or yeah. showdown, uh, you know, which is what we all want to see is because, you know, I don't think, you know, a year ago that we would have envisioned that <laughs> on national TV, Kenny Omega and John Moxley. Like that's, that's going to be freaking amazing. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that and I'm hoping that they can, things can work out so that they can ex- eventually have that match and hopefully it'll be on, on free TV. Uh, we do have the AAA tag team titles, uh, up for grabs in a ladder match. We have Lucha Bros versus the Young Bucks. Ooh. Now, for me, I, I think this is Lucha Bros. I think this is the way to put them over. 
Uh, the Young Bucks don't need to go over here. Everybody loves them. Let's put over the Lucha Bros. Let's let's move forward with that. And this is gonna be this is gonna, just gonna be this is gonna be wild. I I, I I don't know how to explain this. This is gonna be fucking bonkers. No, I, I very much agree. I think Lucha Bros are, are retaining and they're going over. I would just love to be in the meetings where they're planning. Well, you know the spots that they're gonna do because yeah. it's probably them just. You know, they're saying some shit that doesn't make any sense. And the other three guys are like, yeah, sure. Let's try that. <laughs> you know, let's, let's just do some random flips off the top of a ladder. Yeah. yeah let's do like, uh, can we stack two ladders on top of each other? So do you remember, like, I don't know. If, do you remember the ladder match that the the Young Bucks had with the Hardy Bros um, in Ring of Honor? Yeah. I want to say it's either the night before or the week before. Before uh, Mania, right? Before Mania. Before, yeah, yeah. Where the Young Bucks actually did a spot where the ladder was falling. They le- they jumped off the ladder, landed on the top ropes, and then yes. did a front flip off yeah, the yeah, ropes yeah. onto yeah. tables. Like, Insane. That's the, kind of sh- that's the kind of shit we're going to be expecting. And they're going to do it, and it's going to be crazy, and people are going to pop, and I'm going to lose my mind, and my wife's going to be really mad at me while I'm watching this. But It's going to be wild. It's I, gonna I just be hope crazy. that you know, you know, the expectations in the bar aren't too high where people are like, you know, but they do some amazing things. People are just on Twitter like, yeah, it's all right. You know, I just don't want – like we, we really got to enjoy like these two teams going at it is going to be friggin' special. Um, yeah. And I think there's there's at least going to be one spot that's going to leave, you know, our jaws on the ground and wondering what the hell just happened. Uh, I just hope that that's enough <laughs> that we can enjoy this to the full capacity that it should be enjoyed at. Yeah. Um, next up we have Cody versus Sean Spears. Uh, a bit of a grudge match. This, this feud's been building really, building really nicely on social. Sean also, Spears is, is he's good on social, man. Also, shout out to Sean Spears. He did get married to Congratulations. Peyton this, this past weekend. Yeah. So congrats. Uh, he is coming straight off of the honeymoon into Chicago to to, 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 our, uh, to one of our favorites, by the way, the wonderful Peyton Royce uh, of the yeah. Iconics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good yeah. for him. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, it's it, what, who do you got in this one? I'm just so I actually this. I know a lot of people are going to go with Cody here. I actually like putting Sean Spears over here strictly for the fact that after you win and you put Sean Spears over, you can immediately have Sean Spears versus MJF. Yes, definitely. So, which leads, that's that's a great segue into my next question for you, which was, so Sean has Tully Blanchard roll into the ring with him and there's something in their, in their match contract and the, the, each of them can bring one person to the ring. So, who do you think that is for Cody? Because he hasn't said who that is. I mean, there's obviously a it's couple options. It's got to be Brandy, right? But th- that's kind of expected. Like, Brandy's kind of expected. MJF's kind of expected. Even Dustin's kind of expected, right? Like, maybe of those three, I think, Bra- like, is it Brandy? I don't know. I just, I would say it's. Or is it some, is it, is it in terms of D? Like, is it in terms off, of like, off the table? So I, I would say it's either Brandy, Dustin, or like it, in terms of like my order of who it's, who's more likely, it's Brandy, Dustin, MJF, and then Wildcard, Pharaoh. I don't know. Do you? Uh, how about this? Let me throw this at you. What? Let's say it's MJF. Does MJF turn on Cody? Because they've been they've been really Jesus man. You just oh they've God. really been. I'm gonna going, be thinking about that for days now. They, but it's just they've kind of been setting it up. They've you know MJF has gone really out of his way to talk about how much Cody means to him, how much he's really helped him with his career, and Cody's you know he's he's talked nothing but praise for MJF and rightfully so. But I feel like this is them kind of setting us up so, for the turn oh, for MJ- the betrayal. Yeah. I, 
I mean, MJF's a heel, so it's like... You're right, exactly. It would fit in. I mean, if you have him betray Cody, then that's that's your next feud. Not, not, like, you would have Cody MJF. Yeah, which could be phenomenal. And then you can move... And especially if Sean Spears, Spears goes over... Move him. You can move him higher up on the card. Um, there's going to be, you know, Pac's going to have someone he's going to need to fight. Like, there's going to be a lot of people for Spears to to fight that doesn't have to be Cody. Cody MJF. Damn it, man! Hell you're yeah. a you're a monster. I really like that idea. All right, we're going with that. MJF's going. Boom! There we go. Yeah, we're that's our that's the official. It doesn't matter what your podcast is called. Prediction. There we go. MJF is betraying Cody. Oh, God. I want to see it now. All right, moving on. Best friends versus Dark Order. We have the winner getting a bye in the Tag Team Championship Tournament. Uh, I, I I think this one, to me, is pretty clear. I think it's Dark Order. They've been really, really, really pushing them. Um, so I would say let, let's let's push the Dark Order and move on. I agree. They gave them that big debut at uh, at, uh, at, at, at Double or Nothing, So uh, which – Kind of fell a little flat, but other than I mean, that, everything they've been doing is falling flat. But like, it seems like they're really pushing yeah. They're, them, they're, so like, whoever's writing this stuff is really behind them. So I agree. So just to be clear, they get a buy in the upcoming tag team championship tournament. Correct. Like, this is not an official tag team title. Correct. Because like the the match, I want to say at Fighter Fest was you win, you get a match to potentially get a buy. So now this is like your chance to get a buy. Got it. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, so we have the what is going to be the bloodiest match on the card which is sponsored by cracker barrel barrel which is absurd to me dude uh the, someone's going in a barrel like for sure and it's someone and then that that barrel will be destroyed <laughs> it's either joey janela is getting stuffed in the barrel or darby is going to be in the barrel and he's going to do a trust fall on somebody it's one or the other or or how about this how about this spot one person is in the barrel right the other two lift said barrel Toss it over the top rope recklessly. So Jesus, whoever's man, in, look, man, <laughs> I, I've I've had a white claw. I'm I'm, I'm fantasy booking the shit out of this show. <laughs> I mean, this match is gonna be bonkers. It's gonna be just. It's gonna be stupid, but like good stupid. Um, it's gonna be very good. I, I'm gonna enjoy the shit out of this. This is my this is my jam. Um, I, I I think you put shit. I Darby. I, I would say Darby can go over here. I mean, he was. He was riding high after his match with Cody. I think he is somebody that they really see as a, as a future star within the company. Put over Darby um, and let Joey and uh, Jimmy beat the shit out of each other. I'm going to go with Joey. Bit. I'm going to go with Joey just because they uh, they gave him mocks kind of early on. So it was a little high profile. So that kind of gave us a little bit of insight into how they see him. I do agree with you. It could be Darby. He, he would have been my 1A choice. But I'm going to go with uh, with uh, Double J just to uh, to mix it up. Double J. Jesus. <laughs> All right. Next we have Riho versus Hikaru Shida. Uh, I think it's Riho here. I got Riho, I, yeah. Yeah. I think it's it's pretty obvious that they they, they want to push her as well. Um, so I would put Riho. You know what I'm seeing in this match card, in this um, in in this card uh, layout that we have? We are missing the triple threat match or the uh, the six man tag that was recently oh, yeah. announced. Just recently announced. Where we have Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy and Marco Stunt versus SCU. And uh, considering this is a fan account for or a fan podcast for for the boy and his dinosaur, <laughs> I we are 100 percent behind Luchasaurus. Jungle Boy and Marco Stunt going over here. A thousand percent. Thousand. I mean, I, I like SCU, but the uh, the other three, I'm, I'm I'm rocking with it. 
I mean, do they have an official name? I feel like they do, and I just don't know it. The uh, like, is it like the Jungle Crew? And, I don't. I don't know if that's official. If it's not, it should be because that's fantastic. I mean, or like, yeah. I mean, I. I just like Luchas like Luchasaurus and, and Jungle Boy can do no wrong for me. Absolutely, they're my they're my favorite wrestlers right now. Uh, I'm still waiting on my boy in his dinosaur shirt, but I will be getting one soon. <laughs> it's almost your uh, birthday. That, that, that's your ask right there. I, I I mean I've asked for three things already on this show, so <laughs> I'm asking for a lot. Yeah, uh, it's your birthday week. It's all. Good. I mean I'm 32. I I just want I want all the gifts. Yeah yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, moving on. I think this is on the pre-show. We have the the women's casino battle royale, very similar to uh, the men's battle royale that happened at Double or Nothing. The the winner will receive a shot of the inaugural women's title. We have some confirmed entrants. We have Britt Baker. We have Jazz, Sadie Gibbs, Teal Piper, Big Swole, uh, Brandy Rhodes, Nyla, Nyla Rose, Allie, Yuka Sasaki. Um, I mean, to me, Britt Baker is your star. She like, is. I agree. That is your that is your future women's champ. Have her win. Don't don't make this any harder than it needs to be. Where, her, where is Awesome Kong in this? Why is she not in this battle royale? She may be in here. She may be the the Joker. Oh, true. Okay, that's fair. Um, that'll, but, that'll that'll get a good pop. Yeah, I mean, if it's not Brit, you can easily do Nyla because Nyla's been over since since uh, Fighter Fest. Yeah, that was a good match. Very um, good match. I mean, if you want to be a heel, if you want the heel and you want to get some heat, you put Brandy. Brandy, over. yeah, she's she's definitely up there as a as a potential winner. Uh, but it could be Brandy with the help of Awesome Kong. How about that? Ooh, that she, could be. You know, that's. Uh, but but to, to me, going. to me, you you put your biggest star, like similar same thing you did with with um, with the men's the men's battle royale. They put Hangman over. You put Britt over. She's your future champ. Right, she's your yeah. star. You got to legitimize the division off, yep. you know, right away. I like it. And then finally, we have the last match or the first match on the card: the Private Party versus Angelico and Jack Evans, which again is going to be a, stop, a spot fest. Great tag team match of people. It's just going to be fun. It's going to be nonstop action, a ton of fun, a lot of flippy shit. I'm really into it. I think you put Private Party over because they agree. They have been hot since since Fighter Fest. Put them over. Let them let them shine. Um, and, and let's, it's going to be a fun way to start the night off. I think it's going to bring a lot of, uh, energy to the crowd. Um, it's going to get people going. So private party, put them over, book it, my bookie, give us some, some bets so that we can put down some, yeah, some my, money on this. My bookie, can we bet on wrestling events yet? <laughs> Come on. please. It's, it's 2019. We should be able to bet on this stuff like in live, you know, in real time, just like everything else. Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> just do it wow all right let's let's wrap this up uh, i i mean there's, there's a lot of things coming up this weekend again follow us on social you can follow us at doesn't matter podcast or doesn't matter pod that's pod with a zero we will be live tweeting the the all-out show trying to get up as many gifts and uh, instant reaction as possible you can follow me at jeremy a loss you can follow ben at cruise control that's control with a k and also make sure that you follow us on instagram that does that doesn't matter podcast if we continue to add followers we will release ben's hostage photo it's incredible people so follow us on social oh boy yeah let's let's get that out there let's give jeremy a you know a nice little send-off into his mid-30s um (laughs) and don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you download your podcast and if you're one of our fantastic apple podcast users please rate us five stars on apple podcasts and that way we inch closer to jeremy having to 
double chug stone cold style two white claws so we can all, once and for all prove to him that he is not a better chugger than stone cold steve Austin. so if i was to chug it like stone cold i would just get a white claw poured on me and it's like i bet you like dried up white claw is like super sticky it, pro- it probably, it probably is also the cans are a little i think there's more volume in, in a white claw than a you know one of the Steve Weisers, although he 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 was chugging some IPAs. See, also quote unquote chugging. My he man was pouring was, it over his face. Oh my god, you're a goddamn <laughs> heel! I can't wait to super kick your head <laughs> through a barbershop window. Uh, thanks again to our phenomenal guest this week, Stat Guy Greg. You can follow Stat Guy Greg on Twitter at Stat Guy Greg uh, and listen to him and Peter Rosenberg on ESPN's Cheap Heat podcast. But, you know, aside from Cheap Heat, if you have another wrestling podcast that you listen to, it doesn't matter what your podcast is called. Thanks, everybody. I really wish my, like, if my kids weren't asleep right now, I'd be screaming. But, like, I would, there's a, a good chance if I was to, like, really let one go. They'd freak out. Would, yeah, I mean. Rightfully so. You can't have your dad screaming, it doesn't matter what your podcast is called at 1030 at night. That's I mean, weird. Yeah, it, it would be a little weird. I'm sure my neighbors wouldn't like it either. No, absolutely not. <laughs> all right, everybody. Enjoy all out. We will catch you next week. Later. Peace.